We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It's not Friday, but this is our free agency preview, and I am just as excited as I would be for a Friday show. Keith, I don't know if you have a yell in you for free agency or what you have planned there, but uh, let me know how excited you are. I, I didn't, and I'm kind of afraid if I yell, I'm going to lose the rest of what's left of my voice. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna conserve it for now. May, may I, I'll give, I'll give everybody something tomorrow when, when we get into a real front office Friday, Saturday morning. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, what, what time we go live tomorrow? But uh, yeah, man, I, I'm pumped. I so much happened today, and it was like a flood at like what two three in the afternoon like just all this stuff started coming down teams had more time to do stuff but everybody seemed like hey let's get this done and let's get things moving so uh, i I don't know where you want to start but boy we've got a lot to cover well yeah we are less than 24 hours away from free agency officially kicking off and it felt like like today there were moments where it felt like it already started like it, it we were it was just one thing after another after another and i guess I should have gotten a sound effect for this because, Keith, we may need a hardened horn at this point because I think that's <laughs> where we need to start. James Harden. Now, shock it. I mean, we heard Philly or Houston, Philly or Houston, Philly or Houston. And now he's opting into his contract so he can be traded maybe to the Clippers, maybe to the Heat. We'll see where he ultimately goes. I was not expecting this turn of events for James Harden. And now here we are, James Harden asking out of like his third straight team. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a fair way to put it. He's going to be on four teams in four years uh, by the time he's you know somewhere else. And I know there's stuff coming out of Philly that is saying like, Hey, they haven't closed the door on this and they're going to wait and make the best deal for themselves. Come on. Because, like I roll yeah, my I mean, eyes because look, the, the, yes. and the, and the Suns also have more value behind Aiton than ever before. Right? Like, yeah, exactly. yeah. No, well, it's like the the cat gets out of the bag and then you try to pull it back real quick. No, no, wait, wait, wait. No, we actually, we're going to get top value right now because we're going to be very patient. We're not in any hurry. All this, we hear this all the time. This is just the team trying to make sure that nobody tries to screw them over on like a fire sale type offer. Yeah, for sure. You know, so that is, you know, that's kind of, Part one of like, I don't believe Philly thinks this is there and I don't think they're going to hold out. I actually think there's a good chance this deal gets done either later today or tomorrow, mm-hmm. because I think what we're going to see happen in this case is, is, you know, that they're probably going to get into a point where it becomes 
better to make a trade now in this league year under these mm-hmm. salary matching rules and all that. And a lot of that depends on who he gets traded to in the end, especially if it seemed like the Clippers, it's just easier for them to do it right now than it is to wait and do it down the line. But it's, you know, we're going to find out, you know, probably pretty quickly. That's just, just a guess. Uh, you know, on my part, we, we obviously don't know that. Why did he opt in? Right. That's a question that some people have been asking. Why he opted in is because if he opts out, teams like the Clippers are off the table because he can't mm-hmm. be signed in trade there because that would trigger the hard cap. So that's going to be you know something they would not be able to do. So if he wants to go to a place like the Clippers, he needed opt in. This is very similar to what Chris Paul did a few years ago where he yeah. opted in to get traded and then goes. So now couple other things on this situation. James Harden, not extension eligible. So this will not be an extended trade deal. He will not get traded to where he's going and extend. He's only on a two-year contract. This is only year two. You can't extend a two-year contract. So he's wherever he goes, It's I'm not going to call it a one-year rental, but it's one year then unrestricted free agency. Maybe at this point, four teams in four years, I should just call it a rental. Maybe that is how it goes, but we're, we're going to find out, right? I, I, we, we don't know that for certain, but yeah, he's going to be playing somewhere else and probably playing somewhere else here pr- pretty soon. And then the question becomes, where does Philly go, right? Can you get enough back right. for him that you – I was asked just recently on a radio spot, is, is Philly going to have to rebuild? I mean, they still have Embiid and Maxi, so no, right? They still have Tobias Harris. They're they're still gonna be a good team. What your goal now is let's get two, three rotation players for Harden and try to move this thing forward, you know. And then long term, they're building it out around Embiid and Maxi, and that that'll be their uh, kind of core duo moving moving forward. Yeah, that and that's just it. Like this, obviously, the Sixers made a big move when they traded Ben Simmons and they got and they got James Harden. What they do here is very likely going to set the course for this franchise for the next few years yep. and will ultimately determine, you know, what's the future of Joel Embiid with the franchise? Like, if they make the right move here, then, you know, everything, the sun continues to shine and they move forward and, and maybe they stay in contention in the Eastern Conference. The wrong move here, taking the wrong deal, could put them down a path where a year from now, two years from now, however long, Joel Embiid starts looking around and thinking, ah, maybe the grass is greener somewhere else. Yeah, you just got to be really careful. Now that the return for Harden, and I think even Embiid will understand this, it's not going to be you know, a monster return. It, it's not going to be a Bradley Beal level of just kind of giving him away. It's going to be somewhere in between those. You know, some I've seen some Sixers fans be like, we need a Donovan Mitchell type of return. Well, you're not going to get it. No. It's not going to happen, right? Nobody's giving up multiple first-round draft picks for a guy who's his age with his now – I think it's fair to say now injury history and, you know, where he's going. So, you know, that's not going to be a thing. So it's, you know, well, we're going to see, you know, how that kind of goes down, but it's again, probably two, three useful players that can be rotation guys for you. And then you, you kind of go forward from there. And I kind of wonder if Philly would be like, what we'd really prefer, let's get some guys who only have a year or two left on their contracts. So we can really, when Harris comes off the books, those guys come off the books, we can really reset around and bead Maxi and not a whole heck of a lot else on our salary cap sheet. Who's? Uh, it feels like the Clippers are the favorite right now. The mm-hmm. Knicks are also out there. The Heat are also weird. out there. It It is a little weird. What What's the best scenario here? Like, who would who you think is... is most well situated to trade for Harden. 
Clippers, I, I think. I think that's the one that makes the most sense. It, it, it just they're ready to win, right? They 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 can bring him in. You right? He kind of aligns really good with Kawhi and Paul George. And let's say it all spectacularly fails, and it is a complete mess. You can get out of it in a year, right? You can be like, well, all right, it didn't work. Let's you know really hit reset on this whole thing and start okay. all over again. So that's you know that that's why I think it's there. Miami's not bad too, right? I, I just think Miami becomes an odd fit because I don't know what they send back to Philly that makes Philly feel great. I mean, I've seen some people say, well, it'll be Kyle Lowry, probably just because of the salary matching. And maybe with Kyle Lowry, maybe Duncan Robinson goes there and you know, you you move it forward from there. You know, I, I don't know. I've seen some people getting crazy with the trade machine, and you know, maybe it's Harden and Tobias Harris both go out. You know, and it's that. like that's like eighty million dollars in matching salary. Like, you know, that's that gets to be a little pricey there. I, I saw some, you know, uh, Sixers fans. I'm pretty sure saying, "What? Well, why send them to Portland and go get Damian Lillard?" I don't think that's where Portland wants to right. go if they trade Dame. So, I yeah, I, I I'm gonna guess the Clippers. The Knicks just doesn't make sense to me. So I would say the Clippers, then probably the Heat. Now, from James Harden's perspective, I can't help but feel like this is a mistake. Like in terms of, and maybe not if 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 Harden says, I've made my money, I'm good, I just want to win, and I and I don't think I can do it here in Philly or whatever, which I, I think they can win in Philly. But regardless, if James Harden says, I need to go somewhere else to win and that's all I care about, okay. But he's going to now hit free agency next summer. Mm -hmm. I don't think the market is going to be kinder to him next summer when he's, what, 35? And he's got another year on the odometer than it would be right now, particularly if he's looking for a long-term deal. So, again, it's possible that he's decided he's prioritizing other stuff above money, and that's fine, more power to him. But strictly from a maximizing your earning power perspective, I don't think this is a wise move. I, yeah, I agree. I, I don't know that it's uh, <laughs> somebody called them co wheelchair instead of Kawhi, and that just kind of made me laugh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I, um, yeah, I don't think right. I, I think you're right on that. I don't think there's you know going to be more left. That's to me why it's like, hey, let's get me somewhere where I really have a chance at winning, right? Like I, I want to do this, but do you not have that chance in Philly? Like exactly. I, I don't understand that. But my guess. And honestly, this is just a guess, is that Harden was trying to play Philly and Houston against each other a little. And I think Philly and Houston were like, man, neither one of us is very interested in giving you a full four-year max deal. Mm. Like, we, that's not the direction we want to go in. And my guess is at that point that became, all right, then I'm just going to opt in, trade me, get me out of here, and we'll, we'll I'll figure it out uh... later. Right, because I'm guessing those two teams both balked and said, "No, not doing full four-year max deals." And then, if you're Harden, might as well opt in and go somewhere you know ideally that you want to be. And and Philly's not going to take a bad deal or a stupid deal, you know, to send him where he wants to be. But they are also they're they're probably going to work with him to some extent, right? To say, mm-hmm. "All right, let's try to get you somewhere." So if for no other reason, well, the affinity Daryl Morey feels for James yes. Harden, right? That's yes. why he'll try to take care of him. That's what I was going to say. It's 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 Morey and and what that relationship is like. Um, that that is going to get James Harden where he wants to go. But yeah, I mean the whole well, you're not going to give me four years. You're not going to give me four years. Fine, I'm taking my beard and leaving. Like that, I don't know. There there's like a pettiness to that that. 
Sure. It just anyway. It, so yeah. James Harden's now forced his way out of like three consecutive teams, and yeah. I was thinking it's about this three. earlier today. We've we've got a lot of other topics to get to, but yeah. I was thinking about this earlier today. Whose career would you rather have, James Harden or Damian Lillard? That's a good question. Probably Dames. I mean, right. the one and, and Harden has title. and Harden has the MVP. Sure. Right. Yeah, I, but probably Dame. Right. I mean, at least if nothing else, you're absolutely beloved in a city, and you're you're you can say I was the best player in franchise history in my on my team, right? And you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if if Harden had a title, I'd probably lean Harden. Right. That's at the end of the day, that's the goal is to try to win a championship. Right. But he doesn't have a title, so it's close though. I mean, it's really close. I, I honestly give me either one of them salaries that they made, and I'd be perfectly happy. Well, oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> give me give me the money yeah. for sure. But just in terms of like, it can get a little gross when you get these guys that are just kind of bouncing around from team to team to team to team to team. You know, yeah, and yeah, it's it's like you want. I and in that sense, I kind of respect what Damian Lillard has done, staying with Portland for so long rather than constantly going. Nope, I don't like it here. See it. Nope, I don't like it here. See you later. You know, it gets a little. It gets to be a bit much. No, I hear um, Bruce Barnes asked in the chat, "How could Houston have told?" Uh, James Harden, they wouldn't pay him. Wouldn't that be tampering? Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, yes. I don't, is it tampering to say no? Like, no. We, <laughs> like, like, I, I mean, I guess yeah. that's a form of tampering. I, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, again, let's all be grownups here, right? Tre- Trevor and yeah. I have been very clear, and maybe you're new to the show. We don't, tampering's not a thing that really gets us all worked up. We don't get angry about it. There's specific situations that we don't like where it's clear and it's not good uh, for anybody really involved. But for the most part, that's on, you know, especially two, three days ahead of free agency. That's not something we're going to get worked up. Yeah, I mean, teams have to have an idea of what they're doing when the, yeah. the bell sounds and free agency starts. So, yes, all these conversations are already happening and they have to. Um, when does Trevor way- keep saying there's no tampering in the NBA? I've heard you say it sarcastically. Oh, with- yeah, yeah, I have been. I've been saying it sarcastically for yeah. days yeah. and days and days and days. Yeah, this yeah, is a so video been, audio form. I've been saying like, that for a while, but literally. extremely sarcastic. If I could speak in green font, I would, <laughs> but I thought I got it. I thought I got the sarcasm across. Um, Andrew said, if Kyrie's taking less than he's going to the Lakers, I do have Kyrie as a topic here. Sure. So we need to talk sure. about this. So, Chris Haynes puts out that Kyrie is meeting with the Suns. And then John Gambadoro, who's like as plugged in with the Suns as anybody, tweets out, this is crazy. Kyrie's not meeting with the Suns. And just logistically, Keith, you're, you know more about the cap than I do. But I've been looking at the Suns cap sheet, trying to figure out some way, some kind of loophole other than Kyrie just decides he doesn't like money. And I can't find a way to get Kyrie to the Suns in a way that doesn't trigger a hard cap that the Suns can't cross or, or anything like that. It makes no sense other than Kyrie just wants to tell the Mavs, see, look, someone else is interested in me. So give me an extra year on the deal or something like that. There it is. It's that last part, right? Yeah. It's this is a leverage play. This is, I have other options, right? That's, that's what he's trying to drum up here. I will say if I wake up in the morning on July 1st to a text that says, an NBA superstar agreed to a minimum contract deal with a team and left hundreds of millions of dollars on the table. My, I, you wouldn't even have to give me guesses. I'd be like, where did Kyrie sign? Right. Yeah. That's literally <laughs> the only guy I could see doing that. And that's, and that's not even a, a real criticism. He's just, I mean, Kyrie does things a different way from everybody else. Mm-hmm. That said, 
I, I, this would, I would be completely stunned if that's, that's the way I think I said it on a show a couple years ago. If you guys don't know, I don't like avocados and I don't like guacamole. Go ahead and rip me apart in the chat. I know that's very weird. And it's one if of the Kyrie few things Irving, we disagree on. If Kyrie Irving ends up with the Phoenix Suns, I'll eat a whole giant bowl of guacamole here one day, which sounds like a punishment to no one, but I don't like it. I really don't like it. So I'll do that on a live show. I'll just, you know, you know pound <laughs> guacamole so everybody can see if he goes to the Suns. It's just not, not a thing. We're going to go live and it's just going to be Keith silently covered. eating a bowl of guacamole. Yeah. Covered no in it. commentary. Like just, no, just Keith. Nope. Keith yeah. Keith, Keith for all the people who say, let Trevor talk, you can do the whole show. I'll just sit here and eat guacamole. But yeah, I, I'm oh, telling you guys no. right now, it's not, it's like, I, it's not happening. It's the, no. the, I mean, not to be that guy, but this is what I do. And I couldn't come up with any reasonable way where he would be on anything approaching a decent salary where yeah. he could go there because it would have to be a sign and trade and the, there's just no way the Suns can make it work unless all of a sudden they're like oh yeah by the way we salary dumped Devin Booker onto the San Antonio Spurs right. yeah you know and that's not going to be a thing either so it's just it, it's not a thing I, I mean maybe you know I, it's funny I saw a lot of people tweeting uh, after before and after uh, John Gambadoro tweeted his thing tweeting do the sons know Kyrie Irving intends to meet with them like are they, they aware so, <laughs> are you know, well, aware of they, this? It's just, yeah it just can't be a thing no I do not secretly love guacamole I promise you I think it's disgusting I don't like green mush like stuff it's I so eat plenty good. of green vegetables I love broccoli it's so good green mushy stuff ugh. like when you get the legit like the real stuff not the stuff you get out of like a can or something like that like you get the legit <sighs> guac oh it's so good so good. Anyway, nah, um, no, I, 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 I would I have to think like in Kyrie's brain, like tomorrow morning at sunrise, he's going to be meditating outside or something. And he's going to be like, I'm meeting with the suns right now. Uh, you know? I could that's, be. Maybe, that's what it is. Maybe that's what he was talking about. That's yeah, what I mean, it is. You know, maybe he meets with the sun Me every day. Meeting with, he just accidentally pluralized it. He's meeting that's with the sun perfect. tomorrow. Yeah. That's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. Okay. It is. Um, Josh Hart helps out the Knicks. Surprisingly, yeah. picks up the option on on his deal. I thought for sure we were going to hear Josh Hart, you know, inks three, four year deal, something like that, with yep. the Knicks. Instead, picks up the option, and I I have not gone deep into the Knicks salary cap structure, but from what I've seen, reported is that essentially that gives the Knicks potentially the the non taxpayer mid level to use, yeah, uh, because of Josh Hart making this decision. But why? So is this kind of a wink, wink? We're going to take care of you next summer, or what? I'm surprised that this is the the path this went down. I thought for sure Josh Hart was going to lock up three, four years on a deal. Yeah, I don't even think this will be next summer. I think they're going to extend him. And I think uh, okay. he is not a max guy. So the new, especially the new veteran extension rules, which go up to 140% of his current salary, which is basically 13 million. Mm -hmm. um, he That's going to give him enough. And I think what the Knicks are probably saying is, all right, let's say, and I'm, completely making numbers up here but let's say they were like hey we were going to do a four-year 60 million dollar deal in free agency for you now what we'll do is 13 million dollars we'll do three years and 47 million dollars in an extension which mm -hmm. then you still get 60 million over four years and but this frees up the ability for us to use a non-taxpayer mle uh this summer which is big right that's a nice piece yeah. of, sal of of salary to give out in a in a contract 
Okay. Oh, breaking news. You want to do some breaking news? Yeah. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Wait. Let's Here we go. go. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Wow. <laughs> horrifying this one is. Horrifying. But... It's not horrifying. <laughs> No. But it's but we've got Harrison Barnes agreed on a new three-year, fifty-four million dollar contract extension with the Kings. Oh boy, ripple effects, Keith. Yep. Does this so, take the Kings out of the Kyle Kuzma sweepstakes? Probably takes them out of the Kuzma sweepstakes. My guess is what Sacramento is doing too loud. <laughs> if it's too loud, <laughs> I, you're too I meant old. to go back and lower the volume on that and re-upload it, nah, and I just never did. Never, never. Um, if you are the Kings now, what you did is you're bringing Harrison Barnes back on a lower number than what he was on a year ago. So you're using some of their roughly, l- l- let me get into my sheets here. They had about 34.7 million in cap space. So my guess is, this is again, just a guess. You're going to see the Kings. They're going to re-sign Harrison Barnes, take the remainder of that cap space, and probably give it to DeMontis Sabonis in a mm. renegotiation and extension. They'll bring his number up from $22 million and bring him up to a number that's a lot more you know, in line with an all-NBA center, and then they'll, they'll add years on to it from there. That will lock in their core group for the next three, four seasons. And that's how they'll move forward. They'll still have the room exception at 7.7. Chunk of that probably goes to Trey Lyles would be my guess. Maybe the entire thing. And Sacramento more or less will run it back. This, uh, and look, I, I think this isn't a bad move for, for Sacramento. I like Harrison Barnes gets all this negativity every time I bring him up because he had a good. rough playoff series. But I think he's good. I think he, and I think on this contract, it's just fine. I thought yep. he was really good getting to the free throw line and shot a high percentage there, which is a, yeah. a very important skill set for a team. Yep. Um, in terms of the overall market, this takes a team that had made some moves to potentially free up some cap space, maybe somebody that could be a destination for an above mid-level exception player like like a Kyle Kuzma. It takes them off the board. I mean, that leaves us really with like seven teams or so that actually have cap space to go spend. And when that money runs out, that's going to be something to really keep an eye on around the league because I think there's going to be a few free agents that are still left standing when uh, the music, the proverbial music stops and there's no more money to spend. I, I agree. Yeah. We're every two year it happens, but it feels like this year, especially there's going to yeah. be six, seven guys that are, you know, let's say Sunday, Monday that it's like, Whoa, all the money's gone. Like yeah. the, the cap space is gone. The exceptions are gone. And that's where the teams that are like, Hey, minimum deal, but plenty of playing time on a good team. You know, they're, they're going to get those guys and get, get them to come in for those kind of offers. There's that happens every year, but it feels like we could have, you know, Hey, a, a better class of player, I guess is the way I want to phrase that. Yeah. Um, then usually is available there. Normally if you're a minimum guy, it's either, you're old, you're injury prone, or you're like a one skill guy. We may see some guys who are like, actually, they're not so bad, and they're just kind of, kind of taking, um, you know, t- taking a shot on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, can I get into something? Um, I don't know if For you sure. had it on there. Did you have Herb Jones as a? Topic? Yes, actually, that's my next. Oh, okay. That's my next. Topic. Perfect. There Look it is. Mind meld. There it so, is. A lot of people are wondering what happened here. So. The Pelicans declined their team option for Herb Jones. They're going to make him a restricted free agent. Herb Jones would have been a restricted free agent a year from now anyway. 
in 2024 because he would have only had three years of service. If you're a player outside of first round rookie scale players, if you have four or less than four years of service, you become a, you are eligible to be a restricted free agent. Years ago, people kind of probably forgot this, but when the uh, Cavs under LeBron's second stint got really good, Matthew Dellavedova was a restricted free agent two consecutive seasons because he signed a one-year deal with the Cavs and then came back again as a restricted free agent the next year. I think that year he ended up going to Milwaukee and Cleveland just let him go. But in this case, so the Pelicans are going a year early. This happened just two years ago maybe a year ago with Jay Sean Tate of the Houston Rockets. They declined their team option a year early to get Jay Sean Tate on a deal that ended. It's a really fair value deal uh, for the Rockets um, for what Jay Sean Tate is as a player. But this to me says the Pelicans just, they don't want to mess with it next summer. Let's just get it done. Let's try to get him signed under this cap, under this environment here. Um, he is now in the exact same situation as Austin Reeves. He's an arenas level free agent. Tops out the offer from the Pelicans, 50-ish million in change. They're 53, maybe. I, I've got to rerun the new math with the new cap, and we'll find out when the average player salary comes in and all that stuff. But in that range, in the max offer sheet from another team, right around 100 million, that's what another team could offer him. My guess is the Pelicans did this with an understanding of, hey, we've got an agreement you're going to come back here for 50-something million. But we'll see. You know, this may turn into the um, the Pelicans, you know, turning this into, oh, man, we messed up because the Spurs or the Rockets or somebody's yes. all-defense level guy, hey, you want, you want them? You can keep them. But guess what? You're paying them a whole lot more money than you thought you might, might have to. Yeah, I was going to say, could we get, it's not the same situation because of the, the restricted aspect of it, but could this be like another Carlos Boozer situation? It, I mean, yeah, it could be. Yeah, I mean, and then it becomes a Pelicans decision, right? And that team is super duper expensive mm -hmm. already, right? You've got three guys over 30 million in Ingram, CJ McCollum, and Zion, whose extension kicks in uh, at the, the start of this uh, coming season. So so that that's that's tough, right? So we'll, we'll see. But that's my guess, is this where this goes. I will also say, let's assume, because I think you don't do this unless you feel pretty good about he's going to sign for the max we can give him. Mm -hmm. This, though, lends to me taking Herb Jones from like $1.9 to like $10 million or so, $12 million, whatever it's going to be. 12, this yeah. says to me, Valanciunas is probably gone. They're probably yeah. moving on from him in a trade because I can't see them going that deep into the tax. Um, they, they've never really done that, and I don't think this is a year to do it in, in New Orleans. So someone had asked in the chat why this is different from Jokic and other guys. They did it in the last year where it was kind of last chance to make them restricted. They waited. They did not have the extra year uh, that the Pelicans could have held on and done this with. So this is... I mean, if you're like the Spurs and you're getting Wemby and you've got like, what is it, 30 something million, 37 yeah. million in cap space to go play with, like projecting into the future, Herb Jones playing with Wemby like that could be really, really good. That could be like, yeah. I, and I'm sure that the Pelicans probably already have an understanding with Herb Jones, but it wouldn't shock me if some team came along and said, hey, why not take a shot here? Because this is a piece that we could really use. Yeah, I mean, defensive-minded coach Ime Udoka in uh, yeah. um, you know Houston could they sure. say, "Hey, man, we it seems like they're gonna have more cap space than they 
know what to do with, even if you know, we're hearing them linked to Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks, but if they get involved, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of different teams that I think could, you know, get involved here. I, again, I, I, I don't think that's how this plays out. I think New Orleans did this with an understanding with Herb Jones of, Hey, we're still going to give you a, you know, a good chunk of money, but it could be there, right? It definitely mm-hmm. could be, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, in that spot. Okay, so let's get into – we have a, su- a few Super Chat questions. We do need to kind of preview what we think is going to happen tomorrow, kind of the sure. big moves and yeah. things of that nature. Um, but we've got this one from Samir. said, will salaries become more similar since trade policies will change with the new CBA, meaning money coming in and out has to match? Yeah, it's a good question, but I don't think so. I mean, max guys are still going to be max guys. Guys who could get the mid-level are still going to be mid-level guys. I think what you want to do if you're a team with the new rules – you want to have some mid-range contracts, which mm-hmm. mid-range contracts used to be like nine to twelve million. Now they're going to be more like fifteen to twenty million. You want to make sure you have enough of those in reserve to go get somebody. I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. Look for some guys over the next two, three years. If you say, yeah, it's probably a ten million dollar player. You may get like 15, 16, 17. It's not enough to tip it to a bad contract, but it's enough to make them a better piece of salary matching in a trade if that's where it goes i've said it multiple times i don't like thinking of players even with what i do as a cap guy as a salary number but when they're getting more money i'm i feel a lot less bad about thinking about them that way because i think they're perfectly fine on the first and the 15th of every month all right there were a lot of uh player options and things like that that we saw Mm -hmm. decisions made on player options team options guarantees not you know non-guaranteed all that kind of stuff uh, probably more than we have time to run through all sure. of them today. But were there any particular ones that stood out to you where you were either surprised by it or you just thought was particularly impactful? Yeah, I mean, let's. somebody said, did you guys see the report the Sixers are trading hard? Sure. Yeah, we saw it. Um, yeah, Wait, what? It's like a new one that they're actually doing that right now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so yeah. not to play fully to the crowd here. But obviously the Lakers are setting up now fully to use the uh, full MLE, the 12.4 million MLE. Mm -hmm. So they're going to try to align everything. Um, My guess is they have a real good feeling on what their internal numbers are on um, probably priced into their planning is if we have to match on a max on Austin Reeves. And here's what our numbers can be for Rui Hachimura, D'Angelo Russell, this is how we get to the full non-taxpayer and let's move forward with, with, you know, running it back with probably maybe an addition or so, or they use that to plus up Dennis Schroeder's salary. I've seen that mentioned as a possibility. I've seen Brooke Lopez and uh, Bruce Brown as guys, mm-hmm. guys that are mentioned Lopez. That seems a little light for me. I think he'll probably get more from the box. Um, and that one, Bruce Brown, though, that's, Maybe in range, we're hearing he might meet with Dallas. It sounds like you know, 29 teams, you know, probably oh, 30. I, I shouldn't keep the nuggets out, but all 30 are it sounds like they you know would like a meeting with Bruce Brown, which makes sense. But yeah, I, I think the Lakers are lining up to to do something, right? This is it's why you declined Beasley, that's why you waved Mo Bamba. I know people think I just hate Mo Bamba. I don't hate I actually like Mo Bamba as a person. I think he's a great guy. It's just 10.3 million was too much. He was never going to mm-hmm. be on the Lakers roster at that number. He may be back on a minimum or even, you know, maybe they use, you know, a little bit more if they need to um to bring him back, but you know, it just didn't make sense at 10.3 million. So they're they're lined and up same to with do Beasley. some stuff. And yeah. Beasley, they'll have bird rights on still. They could mm-hmm. bring him yeah. back on a cheaper yep. price. But this at least gives them the opportunity to I use that, uh, that mid-level. Something with Beasley, too. 
that's a great example of the difference. Those two guys actually are a really good example of the difference between a team option and a non-guarantee. So they get used interchangeably a lot, including they in do. a lot of reporting. Trevor knows it drives me crazy because I send him all kinds of texts angry about it. <laughs> but, said, so Keith, I have talked about Bamba and Beasley a few times, uh, well, obviously just a few times today. And sure. in most of my conversations, I've, I've made sure to specify non-guaranteed <laughs> and team option and i've and I've, I've prefaced it by saying over on the front office show keith smith's gonna kill me if i don't say it this way so <laughs> i appreciate that it may, that makes my my whole evening much much better um so i what i'll say on these guys is why it's different is in the case of beasley they decline the team option he sits there as a cap hold and they have full bird rights to really sign him to whatever they want uh, down the line and it you know as long as you don't trip into the hard cap and everything else you could use the non-taxpayer and go bomba by being waived the lakers no longer have any form of bird rights on him or anything they can still resign him but they can't necessarily go over the cap to do it they can't really do anything beyond give him part of an exception um in this case so that's the difference between those kind of things now if the lakers did resign him let's say they did a one-year deal and i'm just making up five million dollars they would have full bird rights at the end of that because he didn't change teams. Mm -hmm. But when you waive a player, not only that, but you also expose them to waivers. He's not going to get claimed by anybody. But, you know, had that happened, that's why you don't do that sometimes. So those are some of the differences that are meaningful between a team option and a non-guarantee. Beyond that, a team option, once you exercise it, you can immediately trade the player. You know, there's a whole bunch of other things. So that's it. Yep. Yep, and that's why we do have to specify that. Um, any others that you were surprised with? Jordan the Clarkson? Guys? Yeah, that was bit. one that I wanted to get to. Yeah. And I had a conversation earlier today with somebody, and I said, look, you know, um, somebody within the league, and I said, I, Jordan Clarkson picking up his option on this, that doesn't make me super confident about the overall strength of the market. Like if Clarkson is looking at the free agent environment at his age and thinking, eh, I probably need to wait another year before I try to go get my money. That's uh, that's a little surprising because I think most years that would not happen. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that becomes uh, um, with Jordan Clarkson too. He might be looking at and saying, we're pretty good here. Like I'm content to just stay here in Utah and maybe they extend him. We had heard that as an option. I think Tony Jones of the athletic was one of the first people I saw who put that out there in the world of, you know, they may just uh, extend uh, Jordan Clarkson down, down the line. And that's still possible. I mean, he's under contract now for next season, um, but that could be something that comes after we roll into the new league year and all that. A couple others, KJ Martin, uh, having his um, team option picked up by the Rockets was a little surprising because of the restricted free agency stuff we talked about earlier. By picking mm -hmm. up his team option, now next summer he will be an unrestricted free agent because this is year four for him. So he'll go into unrestricted free agency, and that'll get potentially a spot where they may not be able to keep him, right? You, if he has another good solid year, you know, he could go, go out. It did create about – three-ish million more in cap space uh, for the Rockets because he's now going to be on the books for under two million. He would have been uh, potentially on the books for more had they made him a restricted free agent this summer. So that, that one's interesting. And then this one's super minor, but maybe gives us a sense that Orlando isn't necessarily thinking they're going to be a major cap space player. Goga Batadze, they, they picked up yeah. his team option. Um, 
and that that's just something you don't do if you feel like we absolutely have to max out our cap space. So I would not, you know, there's been floated like they could waive Jonathan Isaac. Maybe they you know, could waive Gary Harris. Neither one of those things are happening. They're probably just going to move in with roughly 20 million in cap space and see what they can do with that. That's that's enough to get them a targeted player if they really want, because they're not in the mix for any one of these, you know, super, you know, free agent guys like Hardner or Irving or anybody like that. Right. Right. Okay. Um, let's get into our preview here. Well, actually, here, let's do this. Senpai said chances Kelly Olenek gets waived. He didn't get waived. He got fully guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's not going to so, happen there. Nope. Um, somebody, oh, Eric Gordon got mentioned as a potentially linked to the Lakers. <laughs> somebody said if he gets more than the veteran minimum, I'm pissed. I mean, Eric Gordon, so this is a different situation, right? We talk about players all the time where, like, for example, with Chris Paul, we were talking about Chris Paul, you know, if he gets bought out, he's still getting his money. And then there's the, as you say, set off. I say offset, right? Um, <laughs> and so it, you know, it might behoove him just to take a veteran minimum, and he's already getting paid. Gordon does not get this, the 21 million or whatever he was going to get. He doesn't get. So his new contract, you know, he's not a guy who, like, if there's an option for five million out there, he and his other option is a veteran minimum. That five million, that that's a lot more. It's not the situation where a guy's accepted a buyout. And then some of that money goes back to the prior team or anything like that. So um, yeah. I think the contract amount may very well end up mattering a lot for Eric Gordon here. Yeah. And we'll see. I mean, he may be a guy who you see, uh, you know, gets a chunk of somebody's exception, maybe, maybe a team, one of these cap space teams, if they're, let, let's say team land some guys, they feel pretty good about their off season. Maybe they offer him the room exception and say, Hey, can you come in on top of what we've done already? It was funny. There was a period of time today where it was like, well, it's obvious he's just going to go to Philly, right? James yeah. James Harden and PJ Tucker and Daniel House, and you know they're all there, so they're just going to rebuild that. But now that seems to be out the window. So yeah, I'm curious to see where Gordon lands because I think he can still play. I mean, he's you know still yeah. can shoot the ball and still gets to the to the to the free throw line a decent amount. Still does a lot of things. So. Did you see how much that saved the Clippers in taxes, though? 110 million. 110 million Ooh. by by waving. Uh, Eric, That's Eric a lot, Gordon's, even for Balmer. Uh, 20 million. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because that shows you even Steve Balmer, who would like buy the entire league and be like, it's now the you know National Balmer Association. He could, um, you know, Basket Balmer Association. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, uh, you know, he. Uh, he has a limit where he's like, right, we don't, we don't need to be paying 110 million ever Gordon on the roster. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, let, let's be reasonable here, here, move, move it along. I do wonder though, do now do they wish they had him for salary matching right in a hardened trade? Maybe that's, that's why I texted you. Him. And I said, yeah. I said, did that actually like, did they submit the paperwork on that? Did that go through? Yeah. Cause yep. they could it really use that done. contract now. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Let's, let's talk a little bit about tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Three o'clock Pacific time, six o'clock Eastern. The bell sounds and free agency officially begins. What are we expecting? Are, do you think we're going to hear anything ahead of the bell? The head of it actually started because the NBA has been, they get a little bit cranky when stuff gets out early. And for good reason, we had stuff coming out like a day or two ahead of time at yeah. one point. Or like um, six days with Kemba Walker to the Celtics. Or that's right. Ridiculous thing that was, yeah. So do we think we get anything out there early or do is it just, you know, we hit that time, six o'clock Eastern and the floodgates open? I don't think we're going to get anything early. I think teams are tired of getting dinged for this because they yeah. get in trouble, right? In the new CBA, 
agents and players can get in trouble for this stuff too. So mm. I've seen some speculate they're not going to leak anything. And it's going to be July 6th is when we all, you know, we get all the news. That's not going to be how this plays out. Oh. It's not going to be that crazy. That's, Teams need that's... to know what people are doing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't think we're going to get start getting stuff tonight or tomorrow. What we may get legal things, a James Harden trade, if it goes down in this league year, or even an agreed to trade that has to happen in the next league year. Uh, mm-hmm. Extensions, like we just saw the Barnes uh, extension. We saw Vooch get extended yesterday. Nas Reed a couple days ahead of that. We're probably going to get more things like that. There may be a few more extensions that come down. But major, you know, breaking news, Chris Middleton is signing with X for X dollars. I think that's probably going to be more in the, you know, 601, 605 mm-hmm. range and those kind of things. The NBA is, they're not stupid. They know nobody negotiates a multi-million dollar, hundred million dollar contract in five minutes, right? And, you know, or less than five seconds, right? Right. But what they don't want is one, like you said, days in advance, because that's not cool. And they don't want, okay, this guy's going here in this super complex, you know, sign and trade that involves a three-team deal and all these guys are being moved all around, like the, the Bogdan Bogdanovich thing with the Bucks. Sure. They you didn't work that out two minutes in the free agency. There's no way you had that on the t- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply table early so that's what they're trying to avoid is that sort of stuff yeah yeah exactly and so i I think that we're going to get it's going to be more of a floodgate situation where the bell sounds now i think we're going to be hearing some rumors some things are going to be popping up tomorrow like Mm -hmm. like today was a very busy day um but i was all just kind of in preparation for what we might see coming tomorrow and then we're going to get creative phrasing uh, yep. it's going to be oh, almost yeah. like at the draft, the silliness there of like laser the focused are, on. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting <laughs> Fred Van Vliet for, you know, whatever, what you're probably not going to get is Fred Van Vliet and the Rockets have agreed to an $80 million contract over two years. 
probably until like 601 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, Woj probably already has, and Shams too, maybe Stein, maybe Haynes. They, they probably got a couple in the drafts already that they're just waiting to, you know, for the bell to ring to kick, hit, hit send on. Um, you know, and then we'll see it. It generally goes pr- pretty quick, right? It generally goes pr- pretty quick in the first, you know, opening, you know, hour or so. We'll get a whole bunch of stuff and, you know, all that. And then it'll slow down a little bit and then it'll pick back up. And, you know, that that's just kind of how it goes. It all comes in waves. But, yeah, it's going to be, you know, uh, a fun night tomorrow night. Um, you know, it's it for an East Coaster. It's nice that it starts at six now. It's not. And no, no more midnight. Like there, there, it had its own charm of things, you know, happening at midnight and you're getting the, you know, the stories about the execs sitting outside of the player's house, yep. right at yeah. 1201 yep. ringing the bell yep. and, all, and all that kind of stuff. You know, that had its own <laughs> charm to it. But yes, this is much more practical having things and, start this way. You know, it was, there was always the fun part too. The next morning when the people who weren't up at midnight were like, wait, what? Yeah. Like what happened last night at midnight? And it was like, ah, man, you, you gotta be up with the nuts and the sickos at night. Oh, you know, like, that's like the, Sam Vicini. Yeah. And, uh, where is he? He's in Australia. In Australia I think. now. Yeah. yeah. When he, yeah. When he comes yes. on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Cause what? he's you know, completely across the, uh, you know, the, the other side of the world. So yeah, I that definitely for sure. It's, uh, you know, there, I think, you know, the, there's something to that, but I'll take the functionality being awake and yes. not having to you know, run cap math at, you know, at, you know, midnight and one in the morning. So uh, Eric Pincus just tweeted out uh, your, your same idea for the renegotiate and extend on, on Sabonis. So great minds yeah. thinking like there. Um, all right. Let me, let me ask you this. Who's the team to watch? Like who's the team that you think has the most, high probability of giving us a oh crap moment like we did not see that coming the rko from out of the blue if you will <laughs> who what who is that team yeah would have picked the kings if they were sitting on 30 million in cap space i felt like you know they, they could have been a major player it's a very easy pick to take off the board portland still right if they decide it's time we're trading game it's going to be hard for anybody to top that you know, throughout the course of, of the you know, opening days of free agency. Um, so I, I'll say Portland, but, you know, I, that's probably a very cheap and easy pick. Who are you I, thinking? I'm thinking the Raptors because they're the okay. team that still we have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Right. Nobody knows exactly what they're up to. They've had, uh, of course, you've got a number of guys who have been on the trade block for a while now. Uh, and just their names are popping up everywhere but not enough to where we say oh okay we know this guy's probably going to this destination or anything they're the team that i think could surprise everybody uh out of the blue and and do something big yeah i like that one i kind of hope it happens right it's probably time for some some of those big moves i'll say this something is going to happen that we're we're going to be like oh my gosh like that's you know you know bonkers just because and I'll only say that because the hardened thing's already out there, right? That's already, you know, now a known thing. Um, you know, so we'll 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 see. But I mean, it's funny. I've seen people being like, Man, it's boring, nothing's happened. It's like Bradley Beal got traded, Chris Hopsports didn't trade <laughs> Like we've already had, you know, a bunch of big things that have happened. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, There's not, you know, it can't be every five seconds it's a superstar <laughs> traded. Like it's just not how it works. I literally I've got people on Twitter that are like, it's getting quiet. I'm like this this day has been yeah, insane. Like I don't yeah. I don't specifically remember yeah. the day before free agency from years past. I don't remember thinking like oh this day was pickling nuts or anything. No. But 
So I don't recall exactly what happened on those days. Maybe it was busy. But right now, in the moment, I'm thinking today is one of the crazier day free agency eves that we've had. I agree. Yeah, I completely agree. Want to knock out a couple of these remaining super chats before we yeah. call it a night? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, so I've got this one said, my idea is the Rockets should go after Grant Williams. Not a bad idea. Yeah, I think that's fine for the Rockets. Front court's a little crowded there already, right? You've got Jabari Smith, you've got KJ Martin, you've got Tari Eason, you got Alperin Shingoon. Um, it's just getting to be, a, you've now got Cam Whitmore in the mix too. Mm -hmm. That probably keeps them from doing something like Grant Williams. But in general, I don't hate the idea. You just have to have something else moved, um, you know, or something, some other move lined up to kind of free things up a little bit. All right. Um, yeah, I agree. And I, I think the what we've heard most is the Rockets linked to Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks, almost to the point where people are assuming those are just certainties, like it's like it's happening. And if yeah. that's the case, that that I mean, depend do they really go crazy with the Fred Van Vliet offer? Like what we've heard, like that 80 million two year offer and stuff. Like if they do, there goes the bulk of their cap space. So mm -hmm. that's gonna be something to, worth keeping an eye on. And that would obviously take them out of the running for a player like Grant Williams, if that winds up being uh, the move that they make. But they're certainly a team to keep an eye on because they do have the most cap space to go spend. Yeah, and important to remember, you can't just sit on it like in years past. Yeah. Once you get to day one of the regular season, whatever you're under the floor goes away. That that You get pushed up to the salary floor, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, guess we should have spent it. So, yeah, you might as well spend it when, when you're at that point. Right. Right. All right. Uh, before we get to this next question, I just want to say, look, we've got like 3,400 people in here right now all at the same time. Obviously, we're, we're so happy to have all of you here. If you haven't done so yet, do us a favor and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, turn on notifications. Just hit that subscribe button real quick. Turn on those notifications. We keep you guys up to date. This isn't just a uh, day before free agency thing that we do here. We're here all year long, breaking down everything for you guys. So we're trying to get our subscriber count up. Hit that subscribe button. And then also hit the like button. Yes. That, that's something that can help us out. Good way to help out the channel. Hit the like button. And then, of course, follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. That way you can take the show with you. If you can't catch a show on YouTube, you don't have time to actually sit and watch the show. You can download the podcast version of the show and take that with you. You're out mowing your lawn. You're at the gym. You're doing whatever. You're on a road trip. We can annoy your family in the car when you put this on. All of those things. So uh, subscribe to the podcast version. And of course, make sure you do subscribe here on the YouTube channel as well. All right. Yeah, that's my cheap plug. Yeah. Let's, good timing. let's check this one out. Atlanta's next move. Any realistic targets? So the John Collins move has now finally happened. John Collins is no longer an Atlanta Hawk. Uh, what do they do next? Is there still the urge? I mean, we've heard Clint Capella. Uh, we've heard DeAndre Hunter. Is there st still urgency to move off those guys? Yeah, I think it was Woj who said everybody but Trey Young's at least yeah. they're open to talking about, which is that's more common than I think people think. It's you know there there's very few untouchable players in the league. The list is less than ten. You know, and people think it's you know one per team or some teams have five. Like that's just not how it works, right? And you know, we see that every summer, uh, you know, with big trades. But I guess they're gonna keep working, right? Yeah, they dipped under the tax by uh trade trading John Collins, but not super far under. So, you know, if they can make another move or two and maybe move out uh you know DeAndre Hunter to rebalance. 
create a little bit more, more room to re-sign Sadiq Bay and extend him uh, this summer, extend Inyaka Kongwu and, you know, create, create more space that way while maybe picking up a future asset or two or cost controlled uh, younger player. I think they would probably be open to something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that the, the pressure seems to be off a little bit that there's not, you must make something happen because, because they finally did. Yeah. Yeah, they, they did. They made that happen. And so now they don't now they can go into negotiations without without teams saying, like, we know you have to do something. And so we'll see how all that looks. You know, DeJounte Murray is a guy to keep an eye on. We'll see what they ultimately do with him. I still think the optics of trading, if they don't get a decent return after they just gave up so much to get him last summer, probably like wouldn't that. look look great. Yeah. So that's something now, to consider when we look at that. They could say, well, we don't like him, and that was the old front office's fault, right? Like, true, it's the Bradley not, Beal, but he's good. Like, yeah. I would not do that. So, yeah, right, right. So, there, there's certainly somebody to watch. You know, uh, another thing I wonder is, is the, is the Spurs? What do the Spurs do? Like, it's been kind of quiet on the Spurs mm-hmm. front. Always though, nothing gets out of there. Exactly, and yeah. they're they're sneaky. They're mm-hmm. sneaky, so you never know what they could be up to. Um, they're also a team that wouldn't surprise me if they kind of came from around the blue and did something. In fact, here's uh, Darren said, should the Spurs go after, yes. after Austin Reeves? So I've, I've heard that basically that's it. That's the team that would go and, and mess with Austin Reeves. If, uh, if there was somebody that was going to sign him. I mean, if we keep it out of the, let's get, you know, mess with the Lakers and make them overpay, even keeping that out of it. If let's say the Lakers were like, yeah, we can't match for some reason there, they wouldn't. But if they did that, that's a great signing for the Spurs, right? Mm-hmm. He'd be, be a really good player for them. They, they can use another kind of guy. It really there. He'd be their primary ball handler, right? It'd be, are you going to play the point? You're going to be on ball a lot. And you know, who wouldn't want to play with Victor Wembanyama at this point? That's why right. I'm not going to say they're a sleeping giant, but they could pick off a couple of these guys. I don't, they're probably not day one players in free agency and going after the big names. But what you may see is, Hey, that guy's still out there. All right, we can get him. Let's go, go make it happen. Because, because with Wembanyama, there's a sense of, you know, Spurs don't really intend to be bad again. Right. If they end up being good, great. We're good. And let's keep it moving and move mm-hmm. right along with this young guy. And Austin Reeves would be great. I think the challenge comes for the Spurs is do they want to tie up their potential cap space? Right. Because right. you've you have a pretty good sense that the Lakers are going to match that offer sheet. You know, because you can't if 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 there weren't restrictions on how much another team could pay Austin Reeves, if they could push it up to like 140 million total over four years. Then you might get the Lakers being like, all right, that's now out of bounds, right? We we can't go there. But if it but where it's a hundred million, I think for the Lakers, they're just gonna say, Okay, if that's what yeah. we have to match, that's what we have to match. You know, and I it, for Austin Reeves' sake, I hope somebody comes in with a big offer sheet and the Lakers have to match because that's how he gets the most money. Exactly. You know, and I'd like to see him, you know, get get paid. So that's kind of the hope. But you know, and the Spurs, maybe on the flip side, maybe the Spurs are like I'm going to use the cap space anyway. Who cares if we tie it up for a few days in an offer sheet for Austin Reeves? It's not a big deal. You know, we, we can make it happen after that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we'll see. And like I said, uh, right now, that's the way it sounds, is that if anybody's going to give Austin Reeves a big offer, it'll be the Spurs, that that, that will be the team to do it. And we'll see if that winds up being the case once we get into free yeah. agency. Again, that starts up tomorrow at 6 o'clock Eastern time. All right, Keith. I think we covered quite a bit here. 
Yeah. And, uh, let's try to rest up a little bit. You never some more stuff could happen tonight, I guess. But let's yeah. try to rest up a little bit because tomorrow, oh boy, it's going to be a big day. And we'll tell you all if something major happens in the middle of the day, we'll we'll maybe fit in a live front office Friday regular mm-hmm. show and kind kind of get that in. It'll probably be a shorter show, but look for us in the late hours on the East Coast. The getting late hours on the west coast after what we try to do is let everything kind of we we try to all right it looks like things are kind of quieting down a little bit for the night and we'll jump in we'll recap we'll do questions it's a lot of fun you get yep. trevor and i super punchy and we get a little weird and you know <laughs> we're just weirder we're already a little weirder time so uh, we get a little weird with that we'll try to keep the you know loud sound effects to to a minimum but if big things happen you're gonna get them so breaking you know, news so we'll, man we'll That's, and then you're yeah, gonna get the drop that's it. You got to get there. Horrifying news stories have to be talked about, right? You, you have to get them out there when you can. And if there's a trade to announce, Adam, so will tell us there's a, there's been a trade to announce. That's so, right. Yeah, we're going right. to, we're, 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 we're going to have a lot of fun tomorrow one way or another, you know, at some point in the day uh, on Friday, but we'll see y'all. All right. Thanks everybody for joining us again. Make sure you are subscribing to the YouTube channel. Turn on those notifications as well. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com